alien spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 18th annual Subliminal Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. Holy shit, 18. <laughs> we're there, boy. Freedom. We're going to Florida to get into the porn industry. That's what we're doing right now. <laughs> anyway, my name is Cody and I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, Cody. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Um, I've had quite a weekend. I <laughs> just got back from Chicago. Um, if you want to hear all about our adventures there, we actually literally just released the episode of Between the Bumbles today, talking all about the adventures in Chicago, which were pretty fun. Uh, I ate a lot of food. I kind of feel ate a lot of food, drank a lot of beer, and I kind of feel feel like I'm detoxing a little bit right now. Um, and yeah. he- <laughs> you got that vacation fucking like that three months in the gym just went down the shitter. <laughs> I know it like just all the shit I've been doing and I've been creeping back into the gym and running whatever. Um, so I went running like two days ago, drenched in sweat. I went and did leg day yesterday and my fucking thighs are so sore right now <laughs> just from not being there for a while. But uh, I got to get back in there. So uh, anything exciting going on with you this last week? Not much. Uh, you know, just another hot as fuck day. It was about 115 yesterday <laughs> actually, with like 30% humidity. So that made it feel like it was about 150. I don't know. Hot. It was fucking hot. I, I wanted to ask you because probably the last two weeks here, it's been like insanely hot and humid. And it seems like all over the country, it's kind of getting like I see a lot of people on Instagram who are just like, holy fuck, why is it so goddamn hot right now? So I don't know if that's just like the summer or I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I went to the pool yesterday at my apartment complex after work and I like I got down into the pool and you know how like in the morning when you like take a sip of your coffee and then you <laughs> accidentally leave it for like 10 minutes without yeah. like touching it and it's kind of like it's still warm enough to drink but it's not hot anymore mm-hmm. that was the temperature of the pool <laughs> like it was warm of like, like lukewarm coffee yeah like lukewarm coffee <laughs> like still drinkable but yeah i thought you were gonna say like as you were getting in there your entire entire body started steaming <laughs> sometimes <laughs> last i think it was two years ago it was like maybe 123 we went Ooh. over to my brother's house and he had a pool at his house back then and uh the house he used to live in and it's almost one of those deals where your ac can't keep up mm. with how fucking hot it is <laughs> when i finally got into that pool it was almost like throwing like when we worked at mabes mm-hmm. and we like used to throw ice cubes in the deep fat fryer <laughs> Like, that's what it felt like. I swear my skin made that same sound, too. It just started sizzling. Just, the water started just, boiling around you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The pool water just started evaporating. 123, though? Holy fuck. Yeah, it was. Well, that's what it was where I was. So it was a guard day. That's what it was in Phoenix. I don't know. Phoenix is like the center of the city. So that's like as hot as it gets at the airport. Right. I don't know. I don't know how bad it was in where he lived. Mm, damn, I didn't burbs, I but. didn't know it got that hot. Um, before we get going here, Phil, why don't I'm sure the audience is dying to have a Love Island update. Um, if you want to oh. fill us in on how the uh, contestants are faring. Well, uh, Jesus, it you know, it's fucking bad. Apparently, they're not really contestants. They just kind of like ship a couple of them out and then ship a few more in. So, mm, oh, so they just keep rotating new people. Yeah, they're pretty much just these interchangeable fucking. <laughs> they're, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, like the like mannequins at the store who like look really pretty, but like they're hollow on the inside. That's mm. <laughs> that's pretty much what they are, I think. But yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, I kind of stopped watching it. I did watch Friday's episode because they sent someone's ass packing, but. Mm. 
Are yeah, you doing like the betting pool thing on this one? Is there a betting pool? Yeah. Well, you said you did you did that with Big Brother. Oh no, we're not doing that. No, mm. not with this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm thinking that the hard line on this one is going to be probably syphilis over gonorrhea. Mm, okay. The yeah, over under uh, is the whatever STIs they contract. Yeah, the over unders <laughs> on those. So. <laughs> pretty bad it sounds like a uh, fantastic show i can't lie i should probably be watching that do you have you ever talked about on here when you lived here and you and i would watch daisy of love oh my god no (laughs) no jesus christ you should see you should look up youtube videos of her now or or do we do that when you were here and she was just when i was over in minneapolis yeah oh god damn she was a train wreck now like, I think the drugs hit her a little hard, a little too much plastic surgery. Oof, that was bad. Poor, rest so, in peace, Daisy. Yeah, those people, like, it's not as much the drugs, it's the lack of attention. Mm. Like, you can definitely tell, like, with lack of attention, it's almost as bad as, like, the heroin. <laughs> like. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Well, well. Anyway, Phil. Um, speaking of lack of attention, why don't you <laughs> dive into the new episode? <laughs> All right. So I got a um, got a bit of an alien one. Uh, oh, yeah. Kind of going back towards that. So started off here in 1994, uh, according to the Fars News Agency, which is an English language Iranian news agency. Edward Snowden revealed documents that blew the lid off the secret shadow government that rules the United States, wow. which is headed by the Tall Whites. Have you ever heard of the Tall Whites? I know we talked uh, yeah, about we, the Oh, yeah. I've heard of the Tall Whites. So, wait. Hold on. You're you're putting Snowden and aliens together today. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. I've never actually – I tried to look up these documents. Uh, I've never actually seen these reports. Like – from Snowden, but apparently, according to this news agency, he came out with some uh, documents revealing the shadowy government. So you said an English Iranian newspaper? Oh no! So it's an Iranian news agency, okay. but it's, it's in an English language. Okay, I get, I get what you're saying. Okay, I follow you now. Yeah. So the tall whites—they uh, are a tall race of aliens with large eyes and milk-white skin. Hmm. Uh, extremely white skin. And according to this news agency, uh, the alien race has been in control of the United States since at least 1945 (laughs) and also assisted the Nazis before then with technology in the 1930s. See, I feel like I've heard this before because have you ever heard about all the uh, the fool society, like insane beliefs with the, the SS and everything and like. How they're the Aryans are like a special alien race and like all this shit. And I think the tall whites are in there and it's just like a sounds like a fucking sci-fi book or something. Yeah, so the far far sorry, the FARS news agency apparently ran this story that was written from an article from fellow truth seekers at the website <laughs> whatdoesitmean.com. Okay, I like it already. <laughs> So they got their uh, they got their hit story from a conspiracy website. So I, did you did you venture on this website? Uh, I did, <laughs> like just kind of glance it. I didn't actually find this story from them. It's from uh, the article is actually from 2014. So um, I think it's actually taken off. But I did just kind of glance at it. So when very I- prof- very professionally done, of course. So. <laughs> okay, so you said it was what does this mean? Dot com. Yes. So what to, does no no what does it mean dot com okay I was gonna all say, one word okay I was gonna say it sounded like maybe a website where people would post pictures of warts on their genitalia and ask what does this mean <laughs> <laughs> but I guess means it, your, your girls cheating on you that's what it means <laughs> so so this was all taken apparently from a Russian spy agency report uh, the Russian spy agency was the FSB. Mm. And they found that incontrovertible proof that an alien slash extraterrestrial intelligence agenda is driving U.S. domestic and international policy and has been doing though doing so since at least 1945. And that was quoted directly from the FARS news agency. Well, can we at least say they've, for the most part, been doing a pretty good job, right? 
Yeah, I mean, we've had a kick-ass past like 70 years or <laughs> yeah. something like that. So. We've been just fine. I mean, yeah. so so are they controlling everything? So like they they would have uh, designed American cars or things like that? Or is it just the government? I think it's just the government, just foreign and domestic policies. Okay. I don't All I right. don't think they're actually in control of like the public. I think it's just a shadow government. Okay. I'm following you then. So according to the Iranian article, the tall whites helped the Nazis with some advanced submarine tech in the 1930s. And after the war, they began influencing the United States until an official shadow government was established after the meeting between the tall whites and President Eisenhower in 1954. Hell yeah. Which we, we talked about before. Perfect throwback. This is like the third episode that we're connecting back to the Eisenhower thing. Yeah. We're definitely fucking uh, using up that red string. <laughs> well, I'm saying all you're doing is giving it more credence in that one episode. Yeah. So after the meeting between President Eisenhower and the tall whites, the United States has been completely controlled by the alien shadow government. And with the 2000 report even claiming that then president of the United States, Barack Obama, <laughs> heads the shadow government. Of course, he has to be thrown in there. Yeah. No conspiracy is complete without Barack Obama's name in it. The weird thing is, so why would you be the head of the shadow government and the head of the legitimate, like the outside government, too? You know, I, seem, like, I mean, maybe that's why his hair grades so fast. It's too much. Too much for one man to handle. He had to stay in that shape for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, it's funny. This week at work, my my boss, I can't remember how we started talking about Obama, but I'm like, did you know his real name's actually Barry Satiro? <laughs> 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 I was like, it's not even Barack Obama. It's Barry Satiro. He's been lying to you this whole time. What did he think about that? He just started laughing. He actually mentioned that people call him Barry, too. Yeah, I know. I think it's his wife calls him Barry, mm. but I'm not exactly sure. I wonder what Michelle's real name is. I don't know. <laughs> something something reptilian, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> it's like Michelle Sorrento, Satiro. <laughs> Satiro. Yeah. All right. So finishing up on just this report. Um the report also claims that the shadow government wants to set up global surveillance network to help keep their agenda a hidden secret. And also that there is a power struggle between this shadow government and an unknown force that opposes them. So how do and they also, how do they know? Oh, I was just say, how do they know something's opposing them if they don't even know what it is? Yeah, apparently there's a shadow <laughs> resistance that goes along with the shadow government. Okay. So yeah. supposedly the shadow government is allied <laughs> with another faction of aliens. Mm. And it didn't it didn't mention what faction it was, but I'm guessing they're just gonna toss their dart at Grace. So, <laughs> Probably. So this leads me into the conspiracy today. I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. Um have you ever heard of Charles Hall? No. But I think we did go to a school with a what was his last name? He was a Hall. Maybe it's his grandfather. Do you know who I'm talking about? Chase C. Hall mm. rode the bus with us. That was a girl. No, it was a guy. Remember, it was a guy we used to go to his house and party all the time. Do was he the skinny nerdy guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you not remember uh, him? I do. I just don't know his name. It doesn't matter. Anyway, who is this man? All right. So Charles James Hall was born and raised in rural Wisconsin near Madison, which is the capital. He enlisted in the United States Air Force on July 20th, 1964. He was stationed at Nellis Air Force Base outside of Las Vegas, Nevada for over two years. While there, he served for extensive periods as a weather observer in the desert on the gunnery range at Indian Springs, Nevada, mm. which is out in uh, the alleged Area 51 site. Gotcha. Okay. That so, entire range is off-limits site. I'm going to just throw this out there right away because we're from Minnesota and we're well aware of how the citizens of Wisconsin act. So I'm already on going to say I think this guy might be wasted while he's out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, if he's from <laughs> Wisconsin, he's got a beer in his hand and a brat in the other. But <laughs> I learned that in Wisconsin, uh, gas stations, you can get... Uh, beer and hard liquor. Oh, really? Yeah. So all your needs in Wisconsin, they're right there waiting for you. Do they also have cheese curds there, though? Oh, obviously. 
uh, have to. When I when we were coming out of Milwaukee, there's like four cheese stands, and they they like just run down ones, and one was literally connected to a junkyard, huh. so you could junk your car and then go get cheese curds. Yeah, sounds like a good combination. <laughs> so. <laughs> So this guy, Charles Hall, uh, just a little bit more about him. That was actually from his uh, website for his five books, Millennial Hospitality series. Mm, okay. He has a BS in physics from San Diego State University. He also has a master's in nuclear physics. And on top of all of that, he has a master's in business from Nova Southeastern University at Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So he was, uh, he's a busy guy. He's a smart guy. It's uh, why I wonder why he wouldn't go to the uh, University of Wisconsin. I don't know. I mean, well, I it's mean, a pretty big party school. Well, I'm gonna assume in Wisconsin, all those degrees they consider witchcraft, but um, I don't know. Yeah, he, <laughs> he must be intelligent, which means if he's at all intelligent, you have to get out of Wisconsin. You're right. So, right. Like, they will stone you to death after they bury you. We don't want death. none of those nuclear witches around this state, partner. <laughs> That's necromancy. (laughs) So as I mentioned uh, before, he has written a series of five books entitled Millennial Hospitality, and uh, all of which read more like a novel, supposedly, than like a conspiracy book. So I haven't actually read them. I actually kind of want to now after reading up on them. Okay. Well, the titles doesn't really scream conspiracy theory. Yeah, well, we have to get into a little bit. So as Mm. I said, he joined the Air Force um, in 1964 and spent from March 1965 to May 1967 at Nellis. And a lot of that time he spent as a weather observer at the bombing range. So he was uh, released from the military in May 1968. After that, he got married and went to school, you know, went on with his life. Mm. Uh, That's when he started kind of writing some of his experiences down from Nellis Air Force Base. Um, I forgot to mention he also spent a year in Vietnam too. So after okay, that. all right. Between well. between Nellis and his release, he spent one year in Vietnam. So Charles Hall claimed that while he was stationed at Nellis, he was sent out to the gunnery range north of Indian Springs, Nevada. Uh, he's given a lot of speeches, and in these speeches, um, says that he was never really given any warning about what he might find while working out at the range, but found out later that many of the observers before him. Uh, had had very strange experiences. Hmm. So the tall whites that I spoke of before would randomly walk up on the observers as they were collecting their weather data. And it would obviously like scare these men pretty bad seeing these creepy aliens out there. So the the tall whites are the ones that always have like the Jesus gown on too, right? Yeah, they've always got like the, the bright the, white. The garb. Yeah. In all the pictures and descriptions, I always see them with the uh, like a pearlescent, like white gown. See, if I was him, I would just assume this is like some hippie tripping on peyote or something wandering around in the desert. Yeah, he also may have been <laughs> tripping on peyote too. So it was the '60s. So everybody's tripping on peyote today. So Charles, yeah. So Charles claims that this was uh, extremely dangerous for the men to have these aliens come upon you. Um, So he said that if the men had become hysterical, the aliens might defend themselves and even burn the servicemen with their uh, advanced weaponry. Mm. This was because of the tall whites, uh, extremely thin features and supposed paper thin skin. Um, It took them a long time to heal from an injury. So if a human had attacked them, uh, this could put them down for possibly years if they had broken a bone. Really? They're They're like Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. Yeah, they are that bad. <laughs> they they have like from the sounds of it, it's almost like their frame like can barely support their body. Is how what? How is such an advanced race so as fragile as a fucking ginger during the middle of summer? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like you would think that like in the movie Independence Day, which is a great documentary, they all <laughs> the aliens all wear like an exosuit that like makes them extremely like invulnerable to anything you would think that these guys would be wearing some kind of like biomechanical outer suit (laughs) not just like long white garbs they wore in like two two thousand years ago yeah not just fucking hippie fucking rags (laughs) maybe they just like Uh, to uh free ball it they don't like to wear underwear so they just wear the the big long garb yeah so this (laughs) yeah so this fear 
um, of a hysterical human basically means that like the tall whites will never go out alone. They're always in small groups and with a small group are armed guards. So if you see one tall white, there's always more of them. Okay. And there's one of them that's always armed. Oh no. There's like a group of guards with the main group. But they, are they aliens too? Or are they the, the humans protecting them? No, no, they're aliens too. Okay. All right. So I'll, I'll get into all that a little bit later. On. But yeah. So whenever the, um, group of tall whites are out and about like they always have a group of armed guard like tall white armed guards with them okay are they by chance asking you for a cigarette no i <laughs> i don't think they're asking you for a cigarette they might be asking you for a donation they ask you or if the, you've heard about the the teaching of jesus christ the lds church <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're wearing fucking slacks and a button up <laughs> All right. So actually, these tall whites are um, about the average size of a human in their younger years. Uh, according to Charles Hall, it's about five foot eleven. Um, and then during middle age, they begin to grow like in spurts. And at the end of their life, they get uh, nearly eight to nine feet tall. Jesus. So Charles also described that the aliens have large blue eyes, uh, surrounded by like the white of their their. The white of their eyes is very white uh, during their younger years. And in their older years, the white of their eyes like turns pink. Hmm. Like they have glaucoma or something. Yeah, like they like you can <laughs> see that they're aging. Apparently, the lifespan of a tall white is about 10 times longer than humans. They live to be about 700 years old. Jesus. So do we think that Larry Bird is possibly a tall white? I don't know. I mean, so the tall whites actually get to be like they start growing again in their 300 to 400s. So mm. once he hits about 300 years old, I mean, we'll start to see. He might start <laughs> playing basketball again if he gets nine feet tall. Can you imagine like the tall white parents are like their their other tall white just hit 300 and he's starting to get an attitude problem like a 13 year old girl <laughs> he's just slamming yeah. doors all throughout their house and he's listening to limp and system of a town well if it is 10 times longer it is possible that the kids have to stay with the parents until they're like 180 i swear mom when i get 350 i'm getting the <laughs> fuck out of here <laughs> i'm getting my own fucking spacecraft <laughs> so charles he also claims that uh for the tall whites, their hair is extremely thin and nearly transparent, appearing to be platinum blonde, and that their bodies are, like as I mentioned before, extremely thin and frail, including their skin. Mm. Um, so their skin breaks easily also, and unlike our skin, which heals in a few days, there's, like if they get a cut on their arm, it could take weeks to a month to heal. They sound like so far you've basically described a Norwegian with... Uh... What do they call it? Hemoglobin disorder or whatever? What's the, what's the oh, call where you never hemophilia. stop bleeding? Yeah, yeah. Hemophilia. Hemophilia. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> fucking, I just watched, uh, it's called The Last Czars. It was pretty good. Mm. The kid in that had hemophilia. Oh, yeah. That was um, Prince or King, was it King Nicholas? Or Yeah, yeah, the, yeah uh, Czar Nicholas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So oh. you're watching Rasputin. Yeah, Rasputin's in there. Man, he was a fuck machine. <laughs> Old horse Holy cock Rasput Rasputin. Yeah. That's worth a Google, his cock in a jar. That's <laughs> totally not really his dick in a jar. It's worth a Google though. Did they throw a fucking horse dick in there? That's that's the that's what they think. They just put a horse penis in there and said it's Rasputin's penis in there. <laughs> so uh <laughs> moving on from that. So the tall whites, apparently, uh, they could make themselves sound like kind of like human voice, like audible for a human. But they also could communicate with each other in a like a really high pitched voice that humans would not be able to hear or understand. So kind of like how dogs can only hear loud pitched noise. Right. I've they seen... can make this high pitched sound to each other. OK, I think the aliens, the uh, the evens that we talked about, um, the planet's planet serpo episode i think they talked in like a high pitch frequency too yeah uh i remember from that episode that's kind of how they spoke to each other hmm. could they also be understood by humans though no i don't think they could understand them okay as far as i know the one had to have like the weird voice box thing and then he could talk but oh like yeah otherwise, the one chick. yeah otherwise like they 
spoke in like a tone system that nobody could understand except for their own race. Mm-hmm. So Charles Hall claims that the tall whites actually uh, walk differently than humans too. It's more of a shuffle. And he said that this is because their planet is much larger and has a stronger gravitational pull. Now this is this part kind of like triggered something in my brain. Mm. Like, so if the tall white's home planet had a stronger gravitational pull because it was larger, uh, it wouldn't really support them being tall and fragile. No. So their yeah, bones it, would it break. Kind of, you got this mixed up. Your bones would break. Like if they're that fragile, heavier gravity would like crush them, right? So I kind of came up with a little bit of an analogy for this. Um, if you think about on Earth trying to build like a skyscraper with um, popsicle sticks and paper mache, like you're not going to be able to build it very tall before it just comes down crumbling. But if you tried to build it on the moon, which has a sixth of the gravity as Earth does, you could build it a lot taller. But would it still would, stay sturdy? Well, I don't know about that, but I'm just <laughs> saying like it, it would be more. Like it, it would stand a lot better, and that's right. because the moon is so much smaller than the Earth. It has less gravitational pull. Mm. So if these tall whites had evolved on this large planet, they would look more like dwarves from uh, Lord of the Rings, like short and sturdy, instead of stretched yeah. out. Instead of stretched out, you would think that if they had evolved on a tiny planet with like low gravity, then they could like be tall and thin. They wouldn't need so much bulk like humans need on Earth because of the gravity. I feel like if they came from a planet with heavy gravity to a planet with less gravity, they would actually move move better. Exactly. Yeah. That's so. the next thing I was going to get into. Okay. You would walk like humans were walking on the moon because your legs would be so strong, you would glide across the ground, basically. Right. I was trying to think of somebody I know who shuffles, and the only person I can think of is at work. There used to be this really old guy. And he only shuffled everywhere. Like, you could literally hear his feet dragging. Do you remember that dude who used to come into Mabes every, like, every single day? And he, like, he had a cane, but he used to, like, bend over at the waist. Basically, like... Oh, yeah. Like, if he was wearing a tie, it would drag on the ground. Like... <laughs> I know, that poor son of a bitch. He drove... I so bad. I know. And he drove, uh, like, a 80s uh, F-150... And it was a stick shift, too. I always remember that. I'm like, how the hell is this guy driving this thing? Yeah, there was a lot of people in Cresco who shouldn't have drove. <laughs> but so, I mean, that was my first. That was like the, when I was listening to a lot of his interviews, like he keeps saying because it has a stronger gravitational. So it wasn't just one interview that he fucked up. Like he believes that this because of that, you know, mm. so that's one of the things that I, I kind of caught. So you're kind of punching holes in his theory here. A little bit. I'm going to punch holes in his theory periodically through them. So, I mean, just kind of get used to it. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Yeah. So, apparently, uh, to humans, these aliens are very, very scary, but they are just afraid of us as we are of them. Charles claims that any man who had ever met the aliens was inevitably scared of them. Uh, He tells a story of a fellow airman that he knew who was in uh, fuels, which in the Air Force is known as P.O.L., um, he had his truck shut down by the tall whites and was so frightened that he wanted to walk back to town in the desert heat, even though he knew it would kill him. Uh, Charles said that the man walked a mile and hid under a sagebrush until the whites left before he walked back to his truck. Well, I mean, they shut his truck down. That would be scary. You'd be scared of that. Yeah, I would be scared of that. I'd be afraid of an ambush, but... But if you knew the secret that one leg sweep would kill him, then basically that's all I would do. (laughs) One (laughs) flick to the forehead and it snaps their fucking spinal cord. Yeah. (laughs) Just, I just, when I said that, I kept thinking of sweep the leg, Johnny. Or is that what they say in Karate Kid? Put him in a body bag, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Charles claims that while he was living in the barracks, um, a group of tall whites would come and visit him at night with human generals. And apparently he thought that he was having nightmares. Um, Now the human generals would come in with the alien generals uh, from their military. And he would Mm -hmm. basically tell the audience that their generals were very much like our human generals. They were very, you know, uh, warlike. They get their own parking spot probably. Yeah, they probably get their own parking spot for this spaceship. Yeah. 
I so, just I, I just envision like all these aliens are coming in here and they're like dipping his hand in like warm water so he pisses his pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently they did other shit. Okay. Like they would basically like hypnotize him, make him like jump out of bed and like do little tricks for him and shit. So <laughs> draw apparently a penis on his face. Experience. <laughs> they draw a big dick on his face and everybody makes fun of him <laughs> the next day. <laughs> it's like a fucking one of those 80s like summer camp movie where they like put him out in the lake his his bed and his like coffee table and shit i'm kind of liking these tall grays right now tall whites or tall whites <laughs> yes so charles says that meeting them was an emotion and he claimed that they were as afraid of us as we were of them as i mentioned before mm-hmm. and i caught a quote from him uh when you encounter the tall whites it's such a shock you are not sure if you are looking at a ghost or an angel or if you are dreaming, he said. So he kind of likens it to like if a human saw a ghost or something supernatural. So they're that pale. They're like powder they're, pale. Apparently, if you see one, like, you know, they're not human. Mm, OK, uh, even well, though they try to dress up as human and go out on the town, you'll hear later on. But. <laughs> what, what do they do? Go to the tanning bed that day and like try to blend in? Dude, they fucking melt. I'm just like, <laughs> what do they tell everybody? He's like, why are you seven foot five? I'm like, oh, I'm a failed collegiate basketball player. Like, how do they hide? <laughs> <laughs> so getting back to the story. <laughs> so uh, as I said, he was at Nellis for two years. Um, he ends up uh, being able to go out on the range long term. Like I said before, Everyone who had ever been the weather observer in his position prior to himself um, was scared of these things. And they only lasted for maybe one to two weeks before they just gave up. He even tells a story of a guy who just went to the chow hall um, when he was supposed to be out there and made up the weather. Just what he thinks the weather might be out in the desert. He was that scared of these guys. Yeah, apparently. Wow, okay. All right. But I suppose our boy Charles has balls of steel, and he's not taking no shit from any tall whites. Of course, he's special, <laughs> just like many of the other right. men that we've talked about. He ain't afraid so, of no tall fucking whites. Yeah, that'll come up a little <laughs> bit. Uh, so it turns out that um, Charles was actually voted on by a group of tall whites and a group of uh, important humans that he would be able to take part in an experiment that the tall whites wanted to conduct. Basically, this base was being used as a kind of like a refueling, um, repairing station for the alien, like the long distance crafts. And Mm. it would bring in people that wanted to get out and stretch their legs. So before they had to meet like an important person, like a general or a senator, they would go meet this enlisted peasant and, you know, basically not embarrass themselves around anyone. Okay, is are you saying that it's Charles or is it a tall white peasant guy? No, Charles was the mm. Charles is the enlisted guy. So the tall whites, the the new ones who came in off the ship, okay. they would go meet him. Okay. So they probably That's, put him in a little like <laughs> bellboy outfit and he just kind of stood there and greeted him. <laughs> just like at fucking Disney World. <laughs> so <laughs> So according to Charles, his orders allowed anywhere in dreamland which he's not very specific on like what dreamland is um so the nellis gunnery range is like i said before a massive controlled area charles alleges that inside the range north of indian springs lies area 53 and area 54 which is where the alien base the landing area and the underground housing facility (laughs) for the aliens Hmm. lies okay well, yeah. you did you realize you timed this perfectly with the Area 51 storm or whatever thing? The meme on the internet right now? Yeah, I'm, I was going for that a little bit. But. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk about that at the end of the episode. All right. But, so Charles says that, uh, like I said before, Earth is a refueling and repair station for the tall whites. And while they're here, they want to stretch their legs, even taking trips to Las Vegas. So apparently what happened is I'm just kind of jumping off the script here. So apparently what happened is the CIA um, set up a few teams that would go into, he said, the Stardust Hotel. Uh, What they would do is if the tall whites wanted to walk down the strip, like say after midnight, uh, the CIA agents would kind of like walk 
uh, about a half a block in either direction so that they could keep an eye on them. And then when the tall whites went into the casino, they would replace the pit boss, the dealers, and the waitresses. Basically anyone who worked in the casino so that the aliens could have a safe space where they could go out and have fun and not have to meet any like unknown humans. Mm, okay. So did I'm like, do they not have gambling or anything on their home planet? I don't know why they didn't just have like entertainment in their own base. Why would you risk going out in public? Well, like you, well, you got to think it's like for them, it would be like visiting a gorilla preserve, you know? Right. Well, I was in my mind, I'm thinking with all the freaks that are already in Las Vegas, they would probably blend in just fine. Like nobody would probably even notice. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, what would they would do is and then wear sunglasses to hide their gigantic eyes. Mm, okay. Perfect so disguise. It. Yeah. Perfect disguise. You just look like some weird European, you know, <laughs> delinquent coming in off the, you know. <laughs> that reminded plane. me of the movie She's All That. You remember that? Yeah, I do. Where she has just has glasses on. She takes them off. All of a sudden, she's like a super hot chick. Like, come on. Yeah. She <laughs> takes her glasses off and like unbraids her hair. And it's just <laughs> night and day. Oh, my yeah. God. You're so hot. Whoa. All right. Oh. <laughs> Rest so, in <laughs> Go ahead. What's that? I was going to say rest in peace, Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, did he die? No, he's not. Well, he's dead in Hollywood. He's not dead in real yeah. life. He actually used to write for WWE. Really? He could be yeah. a tall white. Could be. <laughs> so basically, other than uh, taking to the strip, they would also go to like go out to do little things. Apparently, they would go. He would. He talked a lot about like he it's almost like he was trying to humanize the tall whites. He would talk about how the ladies would want to go out and buy pretty dresses and they would have a problem when the CIA guards wouldn't want them to go dress shopping. So you can tell he's definitely a man of 74 <laughs> by, by the way he speaks. But You don't want your ladies looking like harlots, do you, Mr. Tallwhite? <laughs> They're going to go Mr. to hell for that. <laughs> Mr. 750-year-old, 9-foot-tall, Tallwhite, yeah. <laughs> so like I said before, uh, they always traveled when they would go out into Las Vegas, apparently they would go large groups, large groups of guards with alien weapons hidden up their sleeve. And also, like I said before, the CIA guards would be armed. So they were well protected in mm. Las Vegas. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's just an awful lot of witnesses who've never come forward, though. Because you'd <laughs> think you would notice something a little off if you saw a nine-foot dude <laughs> walking down the street. <laughs> Fucking slender. Yeah, they man. would stick out. They'd stick out a little, just a little bit. Yeah. So going into a little bit about what the aliens are. Um, so when the tall whites like met someone, he, uh, Charles claims that they weren't like humans. Like humans might fight at first or not like each other, but then eventually they probably will get along. Mm. Uh, they'll bond over something. Tall whites, if they met you and didn't like you, they would either walk away or they would just shoot you. And this is either like. Shoot to kill or shoot to stun. He didn't really specify. He just said shoot you. So are so. they Oakland Raiders fans? They could be. <laughs> Definitely. It sounds Either like that the, or sounds like the, oh, okay. There you go. That just flipped in my mind. Either way, if they'll either uh, if they don't like you, they'll just stab you, shoot you, or walk away. Yeah, I think. In all honesty, Oakland fans are a lot worse. Yes. But. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to completely shit on Pittsburgh constantly. That's a good yeah. point. Why are they going to Vegas when there's a perfectly good steel city of Pittsburgh to visit? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, so he said that there was a really bad storm one night over Indian Springs. And even though there was this terrible storm, there was a long range spacecraft that had been hit by meteors and they had to land. Mm -hmm. So even though it was very dangerous for them to land during the storm, he said that they landed at their alien base. So apparently they could only land at Indian Springs. I wonder, did it give a description of like what their crafts supposedly look like? Yeah, it did. I didn't, I mean, he's so not good <laughs> at describing. He's like L. Ron Hubbard of describing, like, oh. even though he has this advanced degree in like physics and all this stuff, he kind of basically, from what he said, it, it kind of sounded like just uh, the smaller um, ships that they would use to go from place to place on Earth kind of sounded like little school buses because he even nicknames one of the pilots like school bus driver. 
Like he's not very good at making nicknames. That's obvious, when, for some reason in my mind, I kept thinking that like keep envisioning like the tall whites have like the cigar shaped ships. And it's funny you said yeah. school bus, but yeah. Well, I mean, the bigger ones are obviously the the ones for interdiment, like the interstellar travel. Um, he didn't really go into that very much. He did try to go into a little bit of like how they run. And he said some kind of like, it's like a third field of proton, something like that. And apparently they use a lot of fiber optics, mm, which just like Google. Actually, that time is when fiber optics kind of gotten introduced to, you know, mm. our human. Well, I think, I think Google so. is like uh, putting fiber, fiber optic networks everywhere i believe they're trying to yeah that's going to be like the next big internet oh yeah so the tall whites uh they're very protective of their families and obviously because they're so frail and weak um if a human had like touched their child the mother would kill them and even speaking in a negative way to their children like if you told them like oh don't touch that that's dangerous or don't do this or whatever or get away from me if they get too close Apparently, that would prompt the mother to kill you also. And if she couldn't hmm. kill you, she would call one of the guards over to shoot you. Okay. All right. Well, that. why are they so violent? Yeah, that's what I keep wondering, too. I'm going to go into that a little skeptical deal. But, um, yeah, they're very violent. So, okay. he also claimed that the Tall Whites were extremely individualistic. And that not only did they love their children, but they also loved their family relationships. Like, they were really big into family and it's also it's another thing it kind of feels like he's bringing his own kind of personal <laughs> feelings into all of this a little bit during this time but if he, he wants to make it very clear that they love their family if uh if they start to if he starts to say that they eat dinner together every night and pray before every meal then we're going to know he's just projecting himself onto the tall whites oh no don't worry religion comes up oh hell yeah but <laughs> so uh that's coming up at the end of obviously with the skeptical shit. But so he claims that tall whites also uh, their like nervous system is two to three times faster than humans. And that one of the favorite like games for tall whites to play is to outsmart humans. Like he brings up a like little tidbit about how one time he asked one of the tall whites that he named the teacher um, where they were from. And apparently her joke was, well, you don't know what our planets are called or, or us, like our stars are called. So if we told you, how would you even know? Which is kind of a douchebag thing to say. But Just a little bit. Yeah. Like they, apparently he said they have very dry. Humor. <laughs> so they're like so, British people. Yeah. They're like British people. <laughs> like their humor. You don't even know. It's a joke. Like you're like, was that a joke or an insult? Like you kind of give that like half hearted laugh. They're, they're masters back. at that, though. They're good. at Oh, that. yeah. You don't know if they're talking shit about you or just being funny. Just assume that they're doing both. That's what I always did. But, <laughs> like, always laugh, but give them one back. <laughs> but, so, other than that, uh, like, what I also wanted to say a little bit about was, like, big question, why are they here? Why do we allow them here? Obviously, humans want technology. Humans want to get, like, the tech for their spaceships. The aliens really just want a place to rest and recuperate, uh, a way station along their way. Uh, apparently, what the aliens did give humans was less useful technology. Um, Charles mostly says that it's like parts like for radios. So they gave them slightly more advanced radios, but this was only so that the humans could build them spare parts on demand while they were here. Hmm. So if the aliens needed to order like some parts for their radio... <laughs> Which apparently these aliens are, you know, traveling huge like distances, like many, many light years, and they still use like radio waves and radios. So obviously. Well, it's like you always hear about this, oh, aliens are giving us technology or whatever, but there's like no – they can travel what seems to be interdimensionally or like at rapid rates of speed or they can propel in the air, but like they don't give humans any of the cool shit. It's just like the junk that they don't want anymore. Yeah, apparently uh, there was like there's this kind of meta conspiracy that like it's the NASA isn't real and now or no NASA's a front and the real space agency has like 
interstellar travel, UFOs, we've colonized every moon and planet that we can walk on, that kind of deal. Ooh, I kind of like that. It's kind of like, yeah, that's it's kind of like a big meta conspiracy. It's kind of like aliens, right? They yeah. just send humans out to colonize. Basically, uh, part of what the alien, well, the humans actually wanted um, to send some officers along. This is getting back to the tall whites. The humans actually wanted to send some officers along the way with the tall whites, but the aliens, like the tall whites, didn't really get like how that would benefit them. But <laughs> what the what the tall whites apparently wanted to do was. Um, there was a planet that they wanted a way station at, but it was too cold for the tall whites to live on. Mm. Obviously, they're thin and frail. You know, they can't be too cold. So the, they wanted the humans to actually populate these areas. He said that the climate of um, this planet was a lot closer to like Illinois or Wisconsin, which mm. is weird because that's where he's from. Okay. But, <laughs> Go figure. God's country in Wisconsin would make the perfect planet, wouldn't it, sir? Yeah, of course. He's like, we, we want you to go there, colonize, make sure you put Packers and Badgers flags everywhere to let us know that you've arrived here. You, we want you to build up stocks of Paps Blue Ribbon too for us. <laughs> so, All right, so, what's that? I was going to say, so far, everything you've said, these aliens are nothing but like a bunch of fucking pricks. Like selfish yeah, they are, pricks. They are definitely level 10 douchebags. <laughs> yes. Like every single one of them. They're all fuckboys. Yeah. This is, I mean, I think that, so I told you before that this guy's written five books. This Charles Hall has mm -hmm. written five books. Apparently, I was reading uh, some articles on him, and there's a little snippet that he claimed that his books were fiction at first. Mm -hmm. However, later on, kind of like after he made a few of them, he changed it and said, oh, well, all along, I was just protecting people who were still alive. Okay. Well, yeah. if we're going to believe this, if these aliens are that big of fucking assholes, you think they would just kill him for talking shit about them? Yeah, he goes into that, how basically the aliens, part of the deal was that um, he could say anything that he wanted and not get in trouble with the government. And since these aliens live so long, they had really long memories. So if they hurt him at all, they like the humans would be in trouble with the aliens. That's how he is a little get out of jail free. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad he's so important. Yeah. So some of the contrasts that I like heard while listening to like a few of his different speeches that are like on YouTube and <laughs> in some of the different articles. So the tall whites don't want humans to touch them and they don't want to touch humans. But he often gives like little stories or examples of either like he has this one that's called the doctor who like gets really close to him and tries to touch him and he backs away there was also a small group of tall whites that came up on him while he was doing his work at the weather station and he says that they used their like hypnotizing gun on him and started like opening his mouth and looking at his teeth but then of course he like zapped out of it you know mm. he broke free of the aliens hypnosis device of I, I thought you were going to say they hypnotize him, then put their balls in his eye sockets. Yeah. I mean, if this was like, <laughs> they do sound like 80s movies villains, and that's what an 80s villain, like the bully would do. <laughs> I think this guy just got picked on in high school, and this is how he's explaining what happened to him. He just... <laughs> he made a fucking tall white who played <laughs> pranks on him. Yeah. He made five, like a five book series just to fucking like therapy, just to get it out of his system. <laughs> I want to know if he had sexual relations with any of these. Yeah. He never, uh, he never <clears throat> says that. <clears throat> like, apparently he never wanted to get close enough to actually like touch him, but <clears throat> he did want to like always ask them questions, but they would always give him like these little weird answers. Yeah. Like little weird riddles or wouldn't answer his questions directly, but they would expect him to answer their question directly. of course you know who they actually kind of sound like who? they sound like the people who like the empires that would colonize these little islands like how they treat the islanders like shit like the colonists mm. they actually kind of sound like them do you mean the british yeah like the british or the <laughs> french or the you know yes uh we like love. they they basically walk in tell these islanders that they're uncivilized as they gobble up all the resources and, you know, just go fucking ham burning down villages and shit mm -hmm. and then call everyone else like, oh, you're dangerous. 
you know what? Maybe you were going to bring this up, but what this got me thinking about is these guys are basically walking around with a attire, all like the alleged prophets do from religious books. Yeah. And I was thinking like if these they've been around that long, you know, on Earth pretending to be prophets and they're douches and want everybody to like lick their ass. What if the tall whites were the supposed prophets from holy books? They could be. You know I mean, what I mean? The way yeah. the way this guy, if we're going to believe anything he says, he's basically describing them as douches who just want, like, everybody to worship the ground they're on. Yeah. That actually does make a lot of sense. Yeah. And we talked in the, what, the Reptilian episode that, like, the heroes and prophets of old were actually, like, reptilian alien visitors or underground people. I wonder if the tall whites have any relations to reptilians or if like they hate each other or like you know what i mean yeah well i mean you look up different shit on the internet and every alien species either like an ally or at war with each other like there's always these big stories about like the greys are at war with the wookie people and whatnot Hmm. like whatever the author like fantasizes about at night but (laughs) so i'm gonna i have a few of these but i'm actually just gonna jump to the bottom because i think we're running long on time okay uh the biggest one this is going to be the main contrast so charles claims that the tall whites like i said before their nervous system is two to three times uh more like better than humans which means they think really quick he claims that basically if a tall white gets mad at you they'll change their mind about you and pull their gun on you before you can even blink like Mm. they're just extremely fast and he claims that these tall whites really, like, they really love the fact that they're more intelligent than human. But I kind of have a problem with this because if you think of, like, intelligent humans, they really, like, think through their actions. Yeah. They aren't just like that. They're not you super know. impulsive and wouldn't just pull out a fucking gun immediately. Yeah. He actually, like, the biggest contrast I hear is he tells this story. Um, I told you before about one of his, the aliens that he was friendly with, the teacher. He said that one of the CIA guards who um, was accompanying the teacher to the, like, the Capitol building to meet with some senators. So she had this meeting with the senators. And then I mentioned before that the, these tall whites like kind of shuffled when they walked and they were <laughs> unsteady. So she was walking down the steps of the Capitol. The CIA guard was next to her. He had never seen a tall white walk, apparently. So he thought that she was falling down. So like any you know, in the 60s, like any man would do, he reached out and grabbed her arm to help steady her. Mm. Apparently, without thinking, like, they shot she him? just, well, yeah, she took out, she instantly, like, took a step back, grabbed her, like, you know, alien weapon, and put what he said was the equivalent of, like, 120,000 volts into him and put him on his knees. Jesus. Like, problem is, an intelligent person wouldn't pull out a weapon in the middle of a busy, like the steps of the Capitol is pretty fucking busy, right? Right. Like she did this, like what I imagine is in broad daylight, just zap this guy right in front of everybody. He, like he'd be he'd be dead, right? Well, no. Apparently, it just stunned him. It wasn't meant to kill him. It just mm. put him on his knees. Like it just put him down. You know what I so, was? Go ahead. What's that? Oh, what I was gonna say is, like, if you were like a an advanced species like an advanced person like an intelligent human you would wait for them to get into the car and then you would fucking dress them down zap them do whatever you wanted you (laughs) wouldn't do it right out in public maybe they maybe in their mind they think they can just like conquer humanity at a blink of an eye so they don't really care yeah maybe it's like how like a human like if a dog nipped at him and they just fucking put him down right there could Mm. be like just like that yes that's a very good point but still, though, you would think like someone with the intelligence two to three times greater than a human would not wouldn't do just that. wouldn't do that. Especially like the teacher was supposed to be like a nicer. It's not like a general who was mean. Like he's he claims that like the one that he called general was like extremely like sadistic to him. Like would he was the one who would come into his room at night and torture him basically mm. with the human generals. So the teacher, which is the nice one. Apparently, she just, like, flipped her switch and did this right away. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a really great conspiracy. Like, I, I love, like, reading, hearing about it. Uh, problem is, he's a much better writer 
supposedly <laughs> that he is orator because when he gives a speech, he's not like, great. He's not. It great. is not great. Mm. You should see. You should see my notes from like watching a few of his speeches. <laughs> like it's jumbled garbage. I basically just had to make like a Venn diagram <laughs> and like see what matched up because a lot of his shit did not match up with itself. So if you you're saying it's Friday night, you ain't got nothing going on. Get a few beers and turn on this man's YouTube and just have a good laugh. Yeah, Charles Hall, tall white documentary, okay. basically. Or speech, or he gives a lot of speech. The thing is, he tends to give a lot of speeches when he has a book coming out. So Weird how that works, isn't it? It is weird how that works out. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. You know what I was just thinking last thing before we close out here? What? It, okay, so they're coming down the steps, right? And they only shuffle. What if someone was to tie a string across the steps? They don't lift their legs. They all fall down and they're so fragile and they just die when they roll down the steps. <laughs> their bodies just shatter like yeah. a crystal vase hitting the ground. <laughs> Can you imagine if if they had like Home Alone 6 and it was two tall whites trying to get Kevin McAllister? They would have been dead instantly. Oh, yeah. One paint can. <laughs> it would have fucking they're, decapitated them. It would have been like Gallagher hitting one of those fucking melons. <laughs> just splashed everywhere. <laughs> Well, if there's one benefit, we know we can basically take them out with a wiffle ball bat. So just stay away from their guns and we'll be fine. So, Phil. That's uh, a, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, that's what I was thinking. When I heard thing, I thought, you you hear that story about the guy getting zapped on the cap- steps of the Capitol. I was thinking, like, imagine if, like, the alien lady had accidentally dropped her gun and, like, all of a sudden she's just staring down this human who could easily just break her in half like <laughs> i was thinking oh, it's not so fucking funny now is it bitch well I, I was thinking about what if it was like my mother who held a stun gun backwards and shocked herself what if the <laughs> alien did that to herself she's like thought she was getting him and she just killed herself then. <laughs> that would be yeah oh poor joe <laughs> <laughs> i love you mom but uh, Phil, what do you think? Do you give any credence to this man at all? Do you believe any of his stories? You know, be- uh, because I'm nice, I'll give him 10%. 10%? Um, what okay. A, yeah. So like I said before, I was going to mention the Nordics. Um, he also claims that during high school, uh, his dentist had pointed out some Nordics because he had worked on their teeth and said that they only have 24 teeth. So that part really hurts it. But I'm still going to give him 10%. So he claims mm. that he met aliens before he initially said he met aliens. Mm. Well, so this, that kind of hurts it for me. So, Well, this is making me even more suspicious of uh, the dentist. I can tell you that. Why yeah. has my so, dentist uh, never told me about Nordics? Yeah, I'm not sure. Mine <laughs> might have met some. But. So uh, what about you? Are you giving it to Neil deGrasse Tyson? No, I'm not giving it 50-50. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I might give it, I I think the tall whites could be an alien race, but I don't believe this guy had anything to do with any of them. I think he just wants to feel important. So mm-hmm. I'll, get, I'll give him 3%. I'm going hey. lower than you. I'm going 3%. That is the Packers' chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, is it? Yeah. All Actually, right. I think it, uh, well, the, I don't know what the betting odds equal out, equal out to, but I think I did see that they had like, the NFC North supposed to be really good this year, except for the Packers. So. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a glorious time? I know that's not going to happen at all, but that would be glorious. Uh, so, Phil, if we have any listeners who are, in fact, tall whites and they want to send us an email insulting us, where can they do that? Uh, you could send it to subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Also, uh, probably a better way to get a hold of us is through our Instagram the official uh, Subliminal Deception Instagram is Subliminal Deception Podcast on Instagram. You want to? Oh, I was going to say, we also have our own. Uh, yep. Cody, you have your other podcast. What's that? Uh, my other one is Bumblebutt Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. You can search it on iTunes. It's available everywhere, basically. Uh, you can follow my personal one, which is Cody Zebub, C-O-D-Y-Z-E-B-U-B. Uh, Phil, do you want to promote your personal one? Yeah, uh, I've got a personal one. I haven't really touched it in three <laughs> weeks, but it's uh, SD Pod Phil. Perfect. Uh, pretty um, easy to remember. Last thing, uh, if you could, just log on to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, just write whatever you want. 
Um, I'm no, we've noticed people are starting to do that for us, which is amazing. Um, if you haven't yet, I know there's a lot of people listening to this, so just log on there and, uh, leave your old pals at Subliminal Deception a nice five-star review. Uh, otherwise, Phil, you did a amazing job. This was super interesting. I know people are going to dig it. Um, you have any closing comments? No, just, uh, one of the guys who gave a review for, uh, the podcast actually mentioned he really wished that we would kind of lighten up on the banter. So uh, I don't know if we can we, do that. We, we we stepped on the gas in the banter department just for you. So <laughs> I hope you're still listening. <laughs> well, now you just insulted him, but uh, thank you, buddy. His, we appreciate his reviews it. locked in. Can't do nothing yeah. about it now. Well, I think you can hit the delete button. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we respect everybody's opinion, so just write whatever you feel about the show in there, and uh, we'll read it and. Whatever. We'll yeah. think it was, about it. It was a five star review, so thank you. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Yeah, we appreciate we appreciate all feedback. Um but anyway, uh we'll see you guys next week. Thanks guys. <laughs>